0: Hello and welcome to the Studentpreneur Show. I'm your host, Megan Thomas, and today we have a guest, and it is myself. Um, my boss, Jacob Brown, is going to be interviewing me today, talking about my own journey through entrepreneurship and um, seeing how this is going to lead on and uh, later in my life.
1: Yeah. So I thought it would be kind of interesting since you are a studentpreneur and you know, in the sense, and you're sort of figuring out your journey as it is. Let's you know sort of jump into your takeaways from the show so far. And if anyone needs a visual taken is getting redder by the moment. So she is Not comfortable with this but we we sort of talked her into it and I think it'll be good content So yeah, that's that's sort of the whole point of this show. So let's get into it So yeah, so tell us about your college experience so far. You are a freshman right now
0: Yeah, so I thought college is gonna be a lot harder than it is it's I'm not gonna say it's a breeze because it's not a breeze. It's a lot more work. It's a lot more um, having to do things on my own time, but I appreciate it. I appreciate like the honesty that comes from my instructors, and I'm very thankful to have instructors that actually care.
1: Okay. What's your major? This, you know, first semester freshman. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your and you you know you do the podcast? How many hours a week are you working on that? How many hours a week are you working on your studies and stuff like that? So let's start with major.
0: Okay, yeah. So I'm a marketing major. I don't have enough classes for me to actually hop into doing specifically that goes towards my major. I am taking a marketing, um, a pre-marketing class. So basically uh, we're going through different terminology and why things are important, how they're important, why you need to know them for a marketing degree, as well as most of the other students in the class are actually upperclassmen that are not doing marketing. They are hospitality or communications and they want to use that for their own potential business later in life or just in general because marketing is a very important play in a lot of different businesses. So I just want to make sure that I took that class so I was, I wanted to be informed about the subject and the topic and make sure that it was a good decision for me because I don't want to go to school for three years and then realize, crap, I really hate this topic in this career That I'm trying to throw myself into, so why would I do that? So I'm glad that I'm taking the class. I do enjoy it. It's kind of tedious work since it's mostly just terminology and like getting talked at, necessarily, not necessarily getting talked to. Um, It's because we don't have a lot of spaces where we could ask questions, get more clarification. It's just more of you're learning the terms, and if you know them, then you're good. Um, I'm still very interested in it. We did have uh, the board and a bunch of different instructors and the Director of the marketing department come and talked with us the other week and it was really good I got to hear a lot of stories about how they worked in different industries how they thought they would never would get marketing Just has so many different parts to it that I'm really interested to see what I would like to do
1: Yeah, so that sort of leads into like What are some of your pipe dream long-term goals in business and all those things?
0: Yeah, so I'm interested in fashion and makeup very basic girly things I suppose but at the same time like I I really think it's important for self-expression I like being able to express myself through the way that I dress because sometimes I get shy and I don't like talking about myself but like if someone sees me and they're like oh my gosh she has like this cool little cheetah print skirt or something and they can be like oh she looks like a really fun person I'm gonna go talk to her it kind of helps me put myself out there without having to verbally do it myself and it allows people to become attracted to me and come talk to me and that helps me out quite a bit so that's why I'm so passionate about it because it's it's fun it's expressive and it's something that everyone I feel like should have the ability to do expressing yourself is important but it also helps build confidence and that's the type of industry I want to do and I know that there's a lot of issues within both the makeup and fashion industries where they put out images where it's like you have to be skinny tall and absolutely beautiful or else you're not going to get anywhere in life and that's not true that's not accurate there are a lot of beautiful people that i know that comes in all shapes sizes colors whatever and i feel like that that's something that needs to be portrayed better in media marketing and that's why i would want to possibly go into advertising with the marketing route
1: okay so are you thinking like so, so i mean i know Personally, talking with you, that you haven't 100% nailed down your plans for the future. But mm. what aspect would you come into the makeup or beauty industry? Like, would you want to start your own company or would you want to work in a larger corporate environment? What's the most, what's your thoughts as of now for that?
0: Well, actually, whenever I did Go Caps last year, my idea was to start a makeup company or at least a makeup brand and just see if it would grow anywhere. And it was, It's still something that I would really consider, but I also know that that's an extremely competitive market for marketing or for makeup. So that's not out of the picture, but it's also not my top priority. I think that working with smaller brands and like maybe doing consulting for sustainable uh, fashion brands or eco-friendly makeup, that would be super interesting to me. Um, Smaller brands get them to expand their sizing. A lot of brands, especially boutiques, especially in Springfield, they... Are geared towards skinny petite women and I'm not either one of those things. I'm 5'10 and I have a middle ground uh, body weight where it's like I can't fit into an extra large in regular sizes but I also can't fit in a double zero in the plus size section. Like it's super hard to find clothes so I'd want to try to get smaller businesses to expand their market so they can just be more accepted by... A Larger consumer if that makes sense.
1: Okay, so you're sort of Would you say you've shifted from starting your own thing to like you're wanting to work with other businesses now? Like that's the primary focus that you would you'd come into somebody else's organization or help them with that? Is that is that your thoughts?
0: I would say that's a very high consideration Mm -hmm. Um, Since doing this I've become passionate for entrepreneurs Like I I don't know if I'd be able to handle being one myself but being able to work with others and help them get and make their dreams come true, that sounds like a very f- great thing to me. I'd love to do something like that. I love helping other people, and this would be a great way to do it while also like being a professional and being an industry that I enjoy. So that could that would probably be a better possibility for me than running my own business.
1: Awesome. yeah. And so let's talk about what, you know, you've been talking to a lot of, very interesting people and stuff like that on the show so far so let's just roll into like the top uh your personal the top like uh takeaways and the top episodes for your sort of your journey that you've found
0: right so actually there's a lot that I find interesting I don't know if I'd be able to apply them myself um because a lot of them are focusing of course on their own businesses but I think that it's important to point out for other people like um, one of them we did was the Adventures of Kickstarter with Savvy Laser and she talked about her passion, her creativity, um, that you're able to be successful while being creative and the importance of resources. And Kickstarter is one of those resources that not a lot of people understand or realize. I There are tons of like GoFundMes and stuff for kids with cancer or c- people who just survived car accidents and why not use that to also build your business because you want to be able to grow in your success and people that around you that are around you that support you would 100 percent give five ten dollars and that will build up over time as you keep going so that would be a good one that i would talk about um yeah and if i were to start my own business i would want to do like like what i mentioned before where i'd help other entrepreneurs so maybe do consulting in my own time and have it be like this is my business I consult for other businesses and help them gain their successes or possibly do networking events where I can bring other people together so they can find who can help them succeed better it all depends
1: <laughs> okay and so what sort of if you worked with with that episode in particular um, around Kickstarter or anything like that what were some tangibles or top line things that you, you know, the headlines that you pulled from that.
0: Yeah, I would definitely go back to being able to use your resources that are around you. So your friends and your family, they, if they support you, if they support you and want you to get your business, your idea, your product launched, they will put in a little bit to help you out and that's important to put that on there, as well as other people who just support that community. Like Savvy, she's a very hard advocate for shelter dogs, and that's like the main premise of her business. So reaching out to people who are th- within those communities that also support uh, rescuing dogs or shelters themselves that would donate money is to help them ra- raise awareness, because she works with other um, shelters in her community and a couple other cities. So just using what you have that it'll help you, but also help somebody else. That's a very important dynamic that she mentioned a few times. And I really appreciated that and that it's a good idea for a lot of people to focus on.
1: Okay, awesome. Um, I see the next one that you've written down as your top takeaway is uh, with uh, taking advantage of college accelerators. Um, Yeah, so break down your top takeaways from that conversation
0: yeah so with like whenever I did go caps last year I was in high school and I put myself in a situation where I never thought I'd be in where I'd have to talk to business leaders and people in my community that are older than me more successful than me you know putting myself in a situation that was just uncomfortable and it put me in a place where I felt more secure with myself because I learned I I didn't just get to talk and be a teenager, I had to grow up a little bit, be more professional, and learn from other people. I sat back, and I learned, and I watched, and I listened, and it helped so much for finding my own personal journey, and that's exactly what Rhea Shaw did. Um, So she is still in high school. She is now a senior. She started this company whenever she was a freshman or sophomore, I believe, and there's a local college that's in her area, and she went there to do a college accelerator, and as a 16 17 year old girl that's pretty intimidating it was intimidating for me last year and it helped her grow it helped her learn and it also put her business idea out there it got her investors it got her people that wanted to work with her and that your age does not define you so that's another thing that's really important about the show like these are all student entrepreneurs that I talk to they started this when they were so so young or still going through school whether it's graduate or getting their doctorate whatever and they're pushing themselves in ways that people are scared to and it's super impressive and it's important because it shows what type of character they have like and how they are as people and again using resources that are in your area so yeah she's a high school student but she didn't let that limit her on to where she could go to get her resources because she may not have gone to that college but she could still pay the 20 bucks to go every once in a while and see how that is or if it was a free accelerator I don't exactly remember then just sit in and see what she can learn and then use it to her advantage which is exactly what she did.
1: Yeah that's a really super tangible one for a lot of people is to use those programs and like get connected and plugged into those groups of people can be super valuable and yeah there's a little bit of thinking outside the box on her uh, on her part um to you know go after that but okay so that's great so n- the next one we have is the foldable helmet episode so yeah let's talk about that one
0: um rachel talked a lot about her feelings in this one which i thought was interesting but it was more of going with your gut rather than thinking, oh, this is just the smart way or easy way for me to go. Because she wanted to get her doctorate in psychology. And then she had this idea for the whole foldable helmet whenever she had, like, a friend that, oh, that was pretty much paralyzed after getting hit while she was riding a bicycle. And she wasn't wearing a helmet because it was bulky, didn't look nice, was hard to carry around, whatever. like, And she lost her ability to walk, and that totally broke Rachel's heart. So, she used um, fueling her emotions to fuel her creation of a product, which there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people will tell you, think smart, there's no reason for you to get your heart involved, but it can spark something in you that you never thought you had before, and she does not have any experience with engineering, she doesn't have any experience with product development, and she just went ahead and just went for it, and put through her effort, and it it's paying off. She's doing very well. And your degree does not define you. That's one thing that she also talked about because she has degrees in psychology and she's like, you know what? Yeah, that's what I have, but it only helps so much. And I've taken a different direction, which a lot of people take different directions. Not very many people stay in their career field that they got for their major. So it's okay to just be like, Right. This just wasn't part of the life pa- plan. I thought I wanted to do something and my natural course was like, no, that's not what you're going to do. You're going to do something else and you're going to do something greater. And I feel like that's important that a lot of people are scared. They're scared to see like the unknown and where that can take them. And it took her to a good place.
1: Awesome. Well, I think that's so those are our, we've had a lot of great episodes, but those, you know, Gun to the head, those are the ones you picked. And so the rest of them aren't saying like, hey, we didn't like you or anything like that. Um, these were just the top tangible ones for you personally. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just wanted to preface that. So that leads into, I think, our next point really nicely of your personal progression um, and through you know our company and everything like that. So I just wanted to sort of frame up where Tegan sits in our organization. Um, she's in charge of the podcast pretty much 95%. Um, At the beginning, we had sort of our strategy and stuff where we collaborated a lot. But now, I mean, how much feedback do I give on, like, besides just picking out themes um, for that? Like, where talk about our process of how we go after guests and everything like that.
0: Yeah, so most of the time it's been, like, you found a website where they just so happen to have accelerators available, Mm -hmm. and I just... Email every single one. And I'm like, Hey, I host this podcast. Do entrepreneurs need one? Can I have one to talk to? And that's been like the extent of a lot of our conversing and discussions for the past, like six months, almost. It's more of just like, here, we found this resource, take care of the rest. And I've taken care of the rest. I've been working on it a lot. I want to make sure that I can get the word out there and that I'm able to find interesting people that have worked their tails off and it's showing. And I feel like every single person that I've talked to has most definitely done that. They are so successful and people that I definitely admire, even though I don't know them personally, just hearing their story through our half hour discussions, like it's phenomenal. And yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, that's just a phrase up. Like, she's a one woman department inside of our organization, and she takes care of the podcast and everything like that. So I'm curious to know how you've sort of, from the beginning to like, w- what progress points are you seeing or progression that you're seeing personally um, from the start of this podcast? I don't know how many of the first episodes you listen to regularly versus the second ones, or if, if mm-hmm. you're that sort of person or not, but where, where do you see yourself progressing?
0: Well, I know at first I really was not about this at all. <laughs> I was so anxious. I, have, I already have a problem with anxiety, but like this made me skyrocket with it because I'd have to talk to people I've never talked to before. I'd have to be recorded, which is always uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and I have to be creative with the questions that I ask and seeing who I ask and their types of, di- of different businesses so that they can apply to them and be specialized towards them. And it's, it's been different. I think that I've improved a lot with my communication skills with them and being able to show my interest. Because at first I was like, yeah, this is cool, but I don't, I don't understand. I'm just, I'm trying to understand. I just don't. And I still don't fully understand now, but I can, I can still sympathize and try to do my, my best to, Be enthusiastic because I am I am enthusiastic. I'm super excited to talk to everyone that I talk to Because yes, each business is different But I know that's something that they're passionate about and their passion makes me passionate (laughs) And that's why I like doing the podcast so much
1: Yeah, so who would you recommend since you've sort of been on this journey for like how long have we been doing this podcast?
0: Well, we launched our first episodes in April and then we started working on this in March.
1: Okay, since you you sort of you're knee deep into it, who would you recommend to start a podcast? What what would be your thoughts on that?
0: I would say people who are willing to make connections. That's really that's one hard thing. I was kind of forced into doing the podcast. Um, no, okay, so 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 this
1: is how the <laughs> conversation. So that that's, I, I, since I'm here, I get to buy in <laughs> she just says stuff. But um, so, yeah, so we were looking heavily through all of our new hires and everything like that for someone who was comfortable or at least willing um, to be a face of a brand of sorts. Um, and we asked Tegan and she said, yes. And so that that's the forcing we did.
0: It It took some convincing and he was like, would you be willing? And I'm like, I guess... saying I guess is a lot different than yeah I'm all in so
1: yes and then the yes is followed after that eventually as we got more into it and so that's that was the extent that that's just my soapbox I wanted to get clear (laughs) forced into it yeah you could do that on your own episodes but when I'm here so okay (laughs) um yeah so that's so the people that want to start conversations and stuff like that where do you think on the business side and we can actually jump into sort of our goals around that what sort of businesses do you see like should be definitely doing a podcast
0: i would totally say people who are interested in technology um there are some people who create apps and develop like music like there's so many different elements that come in technology that is something that is super important and it doesn't matter what you do or what you talk about but specifically for that field, being able to work with other people that can work with you, it, it builds good networking and it builds good connections for a leader down the line, and it allows you to be able to promote your own stuff. Um, one, of the guy, one of the people I've talked to, his name is uh, Vita. I can't remember his last name, but he did a, he has a company where he builds uh, technology and, d- and different products and stuff, hardware, and uh it's so cool and i think that if he is able to eventually move into where he's creating his own line where it's not recreating other products that he would be able to make good partnerships with people who are developing apps and he would be able to get the first push get the first info get the first intel on how they want it to be developed how they want it to run how it will run on his specific hardware and software and I think that would be a great way to go. And if you're not going to do something like that, creative industries like makeup, fashion, um, art in general, writing, anything like that, go talk to people because you want to find connections. Hosting a podcast is phenomenal because it does not it's not just limited to business. You can use it to promote your business, especially if you're like a storyteller. Sell your stories. Talk about what you love. Talk about your writing process because there's so many people who are struggling out there to get where they want to be. And if they, if there is a topic that you're interested in, I guarantee you there are other people that are interested in that same topic and they will find your podcast. They will find what you're interested in because it's what they're interested in. I, I wouldn't say it's just limited to one, but there's a lot. And if you feel like that you have the passion to do it, then do it.
1: What has been, from your point of view, the biggest struggles we've had with the podcast or the biggest struggles you've had?
0: I would say sometimes, like in the beginning, I had a hard time being professional because like, it was weird because there are people my age that I was talking to, and I didn't want to sound overly professional or fake or something. Um, So I found a balance between being a professional individual as well as like being someone that they could feel comfortable talking to. So being able to figure that out was was good like I think that it helped tremendously um it's not as awkward whenever we talk for the first time because I normally don't hear their voices until we are on the zoom call about to get started with the interview and it's it's interesting it's different and I'm really glad that I've been able to overcome that hurdle that started out in the beginning as well as um, my tone and how I talk to people they are some of them are not as passionate as others in the way that their voice sounds even though it may be their most passionate product they've ever worked on and so like I try to hype myself up with my voice to hype them up with their voices so I also want to make sure that it's interesting for the listener it's not just a here we're going to talk about your product and we're not going to talk about your business and we're going to see how this goes because it'll be fun it's not just like that. It's supposed to be inspiring for whoever's listening. It's supposed to be something more for who's listening. Let them learn, let them see what they are capable of, even if they haven't gotten started yet. So that's another thing that I think I've developed on pretty well and got over that struggle.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So that's just the conversation pacing. And it, have you felt like you've struggled a lot with your age in this, like in business? It, that seems to be coming through like you feel like you're too young for business is what what, where is that coming from
0: yeah so honestly I think with this specifically like the podcast I don't think it's as hard because if you like look at my picture or anything I, I doubt most of you guys know what I look like I'm tall and I don't look like I'm 19 years old I get mistaken for 23 to 25 all the time, which
1: isn't that old for reference no, to the, everybody else. You know, just to I'm be. I'm not fair.
0: saying that it's old, but I'm saying it's like that's about the time when people are getting into industries, they're getting into their oh, careers. Okay. That's what I mean. So they're they're not expecting it to where they're like, this is a girl that's fresh out of high school, barely in college, doing this life changing thing, and it, that I'm I'm not as concerned about it. I also feel like I don't really talk like a kid I don't have that mentality of immaturity that shows through some people and that's been helpful for me but there have been others that are like they're young they're tattooed like I'm tattooed and people are like that's not professional you look kind of trashy and I'm like okay but does it matter I'm just doing my job I don't know but for me I feel like I'm okay for the most part I feel like the biggest struggle is for other people Especially students that I talk to that have their businesses because a lot of their interactions are face-to-face interactions. And whenever they're talking to investors, they look at you like, this is a kid. This kid does not know what it takes to handle this amount of money and how to build it and build their reputation, build their company. And that's one thing that I've noticed some people have struggled with, which is probably why Kickstarter would be a great tool for a lot of people because investors are going to be terrified to see someone who is 19 years old who wants to go start this massive company Mm. who just doesn't have the resources in that very moment.
1: Okay, very interesting. So that's how, so I was just diving in on you, but you expanded (laughs) out. So I was just diving in on you, but we sort of expanded out what you've seen through your interviews and everything like that. So that makes a lot of sense there. Okay. Um, Yeah, so... What do you see like as the the future for this podcast and we'll sort of break into like more tangible things that have worked with the podcast so far and haven't or yeah.
0: Right so I've actually noticed larger people who are getting recognized from other industries or other news outlets whatever I've been able to talk to some of them. I talked to a CEO of a Skincare line who they have over thirty thousand followers on Instagram. They have really good revenue sales and they're creating a product that is getting there. They're still a small business but they're growing pretty rapidly considering they've only been around for a couple of years. Also Matt Schumer, he has tons of people who are trying to interview him, talk to him, and I was able to. And he's he was only a year older than me in school. He's still nineteen as well, and he's developing virtual reality for enterprising which is insane to me and I think that the fact that he wanted to talk to me makes me feel like we're getting on a bigger and better step we'll be able to eventually talk to people who have these multi-million dollar companies that they started it in while they were in high school or in college even though they may not be there anymore that's still something that they went through that's still a part of their life that still got them where they are today so I'm hoping to not just focus on current student entrepreneurs but people who have already built that story, who have started at that point in their life and have already gone through the process to where they either failed or they succeeded and what they wish they could go back and change or what they think that they should always keep the same and just learning and developing and things like that because I think that will be beneficial For those who are right now in this very moment wanting to start their own businesses or that have their own businesses, because there's no guarantee that's going to stay that way for the next 5, 10, 15 years. But if we can talk to people who have already been through that process, I think that would be a really cool thing to do.
1: Okay. Um, Yeah, so that's overarching. We're getting you're seeing very interesting guests coming on and everything like that. Um, what if we sort of, d- tell me about um, the, the marketing side that we've done on the podcast and what sort of hit and what's not and what's you're seeing as the most effective way to get the word out about a relatively new podcast.
0: Right, so my side of marketing, I don't do a ton. A lot of it is part of the team that Bookscouter has. Um, Celia, she ha- she works for the Bookscouter website. She's done multiple blogs to talk about it on there, and I think that has helped a lot. I think people are going are becoming more aware about that that's a thing, um, as well as email blasts that they've been doing. I haven't been a part of those, but I think that they're doing a great job in getting people to at least look at it to see if it's something they would be interested in. On my own part, for my quote-unquote marketing I've been putting it on some personal social media that I have um like snapchat for example I have I have like a couple couple hundred people on there so I'll be like oh hey this is a new episode that's come up this week if you want to check it out and I'm meeting more student entrepreneurs and they'll be like hey could I have your snap so we can just like have a different way to communicate because not a lot of people feel comfortable handing out their phone number anymore and we've been able to do that um another resource I don't know if I could talk about this or is Tinder a lot of people put first time that on hearing there.
1: about this as <laughs> their boss on this? So I'm interested,
0: yeah. So on Tinder, I put that in my bio. I was like, Hey, <laughs> I host a podcast, this is what it's called. It's available on the, a couple of <laughs> these platforms. Uh, check it out, and I'll swipe right on anyone who has entrepreneur as their uh label uh, of work.
1: All right. <laughs> I mean, of all the things that that could be, that's uh, t- t- <laughs> that. Uh, uh, okay yes as you see she's got a lot of leeway on what she does on this stuff so this is this is just a a good update for me too but okay so that's that's what you've done personally and sort of that's how book scatter we it's produced by our company so we've promoted it um through our blog through our email blast um through a bit of social media um just to get it out there because Uh, our company is focused a lot of our users are entrepreneurs or like hustlers or out there just making it happen. And so we saw a huge cross section with this. So yeah. So that's why we're posting it out there. Um, yeah. So what have we, we've also tried out some like Influencer campaigns that Mm -hmm. didn't work that great. Yeah, Um, we've tried out. What are the other things that have sort of fallen? We we have got some good results from just our guests going out there and promoting the show and stuff like that. They've done a good
0: job with that. Um, Another thing I have been talking about it in like some of my more business oriented classes. So I have some students that are going to that are in my classes and they're like, so I heard you host a podcast. Uh, what is it? And can you tell me about it? Um, yeah, so I've been able to do that. I have three of my instructors who are like, hey, whenever it's near the end of the year before we have finals and everything, and we're going to have at least a break day so people can study or have a discussion or we're going to have a guest speaker or something, would you like to talk about what you do because a lot of people in this class would probably be super interested in that and that's actually how I found a couple of the guests that we've had I've just talked to other kids that are in my classes and they're like oh I happen to know someone or one of the kids in my marketing class his name's Sakoi, he um just did it like he had his own business and we talked about it and he was like I would love to be on your podcast that sounds super cool and his episode's coming out after this one so you guys should give that one a listen
1: Okay. Yeah. So that's actually sort of a counterintuitive way to go about promoting a podcast is really boots on the ground, actually talking to real people um, is a great way. Cause I mean, those are your peers and mm-hmm. people in the circle. I mean, what is the ideal audience for this podcast, in your opinion?
0: I would honestly say, high school, college kids, that they think that they have the potential to do something or they have started something in the past. that may not have worked out or it was like a lawn mowing service or something that they had in their neighborhood, something like that um, that they think that they can develop. They were ready to put all that pressure on themselves. That's one thing that I've heard a lot. You are in control of everything. So you have to be putting this pressure on yourself to make sure that you're getting things done. Cause if you do not have that energy or that motivation to do it, it's not going to get done and it's all going to fall back on you and people who have that mentality of, I can do this, I want to be on my own, I want to be successful, this is me, I I want those type of people to be listening to the podcast, as well as people who already have their businesses, or that are even older generations, that are like, my age doesn't stop me now either, like, I may not be young anymore, but I can do what I want to do, I can do what makes me happy, and I've been, I've wasted 20 years of my life working my butt off at this job that totally sucks, so, I'm going to go off and I'm going to create something that I love and I'm going to m- make it my life.
1: And speaking for the older crowd that that are not in high school, it's also motivating to see high schoolers doing stuff and, and sort of like, oh, if they can do that, you know, yeah, exactly. I should definitely get my act together and and you know, go for stuff. So that's, you know, just another another aspect to it what from all these conversations who do you what are some things you've seen common with successful entrepreneurs that are also balancing school or you know dropping out of school or making the big decisions like that What are some common threads
0: um they don't sleep (laughs) if they do they have to force themselves to um also the importance of them having time management That is something that almost every single one of them have struggled with. They've, like, I need to figure out when I need to take these classes and when I have to work and when I have to do this. When I am able to eat, I've heard so many times people, like, I forget to eat every day. And others have said I have to take, I'm forcing myself to take three hours out of the week to where I just, like, sit down and be by myself and do something else because you can't, you're going to get burned out. And that's one thing that they've talked about multiple times, like the fear of burning out is real. And that's something that people need to be aware of because they can't you can't just grind and grind and grind. Um, Another thing, especially students who have their own businesses, people who are still going to school to not be so caught up in the grade. Like it's it's not as important as you think it is. If that class is not going to help you become more successful in what you've already been building, it doesn't matter that much just get what you need to pass the class and move on because that's not essential to making you more successful. I've heard that a lot and that's something that I even struggle with because I'm like, I'm so used to getting A's all the time and like being in college, that's not necessarily possible and that's okay. It's, it's more of the end result and what it can help you do and what helps you learn versus, Oh, this is just going towards my degree. It's just an extra class that I had to take. So, whatever like it it's important to make sure that you're using what you have to make you better that will make your goal your your reality
1: so that's a little bit of counterintuitive stuff that you're probably most people don't usually hear don't worry about the grades if you're interested in entrepreneurship which makes a lot of sense um just sort of my aspect of it, like when when you're hiring somebody after they've graduated from college, which we've done several times very recently, we don't look at the grades. Mm -hmm. Your employers aren't looking at your grades. And if you started a business, you're not even talking to employers. You're your Mm -hmm. own employer. So if that can relieve a little bit of stress for you um, to prioritize, that's a a really interesting point there. Okay. Um, Well, that's the top things that I wanted to jump into what any other takeaways that you would being in this position starting something new sort of being you know maybe not quite your own boss but your own department head sort of thing what would be some advice or some things you've learned that you wanted to add on on the end of this
0: being able to tell yourself yes and no whenever you need to do it because there are so many times where I've wanted to stay up till 3am just working on the podcast and making sure I'm getting all my editing done and other times where I'm just like I feel really lazy I just want to take a nap and then I end up sleeping for four hours instead of 20 minutes so just like telling myself when I know the reality of what's going to happen like I need to sleep I have other things I have to do tomorrow that are also very important like yes this job is important but I also need to make sure that I'm doing okay with school. I'm paying for this. I'm paying for my degree. I have to get this done as well. And then uh, telling myself no, whenever I know if I go and lay my head down for 20 minutes, it's going to turn into four hours. And that's not a good idea because I'm going to be wasting time that I could be using doing the podcast or studying. I'm figuring it out. So yeah, just like learning that on your own as well, being able to balance when and where things are appropriate and what's best for your mental and physical health because you can't be pulling all-nighters three times a week and expecting to still do good in your school and job and hang out with friends and all that other kinds of stuff that applies to me doing the podcast and regular students and student entrepreneurs and adults just everybody
1: yes that's extremely so that sounds like a lot of time management mm-hmm. so we're echoing that again so um yeah that's really that's uh, seems like a great point to pull for everyone to pull away from that. Um, so, yeah, that's everything I had. This has been super informative. of uh, Several of these strategies that you're pulling off, I had no idea about. So this is a great just check-in point on all this for me, too. So uh, it's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Student Premier Show. Um, again, this is Tegan, and we will check you guys out next week.